0: Hello, I'm Julie.
1: Hi, I'm Matt, and you're listening to American Polly.
0: In this podcast, we will discuss intimate topics that highlight ethically non-monogamous lifestyles. We're your hosts, and we're so excited you're joining us on this adventure. Our podcast covers sexually explicit material and is meant for mature adult audiences only. Neither of us are licensed professionals. These thoughts and opinions are our own, and they should be taken as such.
1: If you find our podcast interesting, please like and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram or our website at American-Polly.com, where you can check out our blog, leave comments, ask questions, or become a Patreon member and get exclusive access to even more Julie and Matt. Now please sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Well, hello, Julie.
0: Good afternoon, Matthew. How are you? I'm great. How are you today?
1: I am doing good.
0: You are? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah? yeah. Why are you so sure?
1: Well, it's just, well, it's, it's, not, speechless. 90, it's not 98 degrees outside, so um, <laughs> it's a good day.
0: Uh, it is a little cooler, thank God. Yeah. But it won't last. No. Summer in the Midwest, baby. I know. All right. So, So what do we got on docket today?
1: Well, actually, I wanted to do a quick shout out to all of our listeners and say thanks for all the downloads. That's right. First of all, I'd like to thank all of our Instagram subscribers as well.
0: Yes, we're gaining more and more of you every day. And I promise I will try to come up with some fun, interesting pictures. You never realize how the lack of fun, interesting things happening in your life on a daily basis until you're trying to come up with Instagram pictures. right i'm like i need more we need to do more things matt
1: (laughs) well we did we had a great we had a great fourth of july we did we got to watch fireworks over lake michigan that was
0: amazing
1: that was so it was way colder than i was expecting
0: it was fucking freezing i know i mean pardon my french but damn
1: i know (sighs) it was crazy i was not expecting it to be that cold no i had on a
0: jean jacket a fleece wrapped around my legs leather gloves and a scarf yeah and i was still cold
1: yeah i had a puffer jacket on
0: (laughs) and shorts and shorts (laughs) yeah yeah for the for those people that live up north you guys have hearty blood that's all i can say i
1: know and then we saw people (laughs) swimming in Lake michigan i
0: was like holy god i can't even i can't even keep my feet in the water right it's that cold
1: right (laughs) i don't know maybe i'm a baby (laughs) we're just not used to it i guess (laughs) we
0: are not we we like our water to be like 88 90 degrees yeah yeah this was like 50
1: yeah, it was cold. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even put my feet in.
0: Oh, well, I did. And then I was like,
1: <laughs> I know. I have to pee now.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but we had a we had a wonderful 4th of July. We, did. we um, hope y'all did too. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It was really good, but yes, thank you to everyone following us on Instagram, and thank you for all the downloads. Oh,
1: and we had a couple messages, and we'd we want like to thank yeah. thank those people that sent messages. And
0: it's wonderful to hear back from you. To you know whether you like it, whether you don't like it, just the feedback helps us to know if we're on the right track or if we're off in left field. Yeah, and so absolutely, it's a good thing. This is definitely a labor of love. It is. (laughs)
1: And we have some exciting news. We are actually going to be on...
0: Full Swap Radio.
1: Yes, we are. So
0: if you're listening to us on Full Swap Radio right now, then you have found the cool new new kids on the block, because this is an amazing station. It's an online station, Mm -hmm. and they do podcasts back to back all day.
1: 24 hours, seven days a week.
0: Yes. And so you can find out lots of great new shows that are out there.
1: Or if you're following other podcasts out there, they're more than likely on there. Mm -hmm. And there's some really excellent quality content.
0: Yeah. We are so excited to be part of that family and to kind of spread our wings a little bit. So we're super excited to be working with them. Absolutely. And we hope that you guys gain some, some new stuff out of it like we did because now we're dedicated listeners because, you know, we have our own podcast. We have a few that we follow too, but then there are some on there and I'm like, when I do a search on like iTunes or Google, then, you know, it's hard to get these all to come up you don't Absolutely. know what words to search for depending on their meta tags and that kind of thing. So I'm finding new people that I'm like, you are fabulous. Where have you been all my life? So.
1: Wow. I,
0: mean, I didn't know. Like you, Matt. <laughs> I,
1: didn't, I didn't know it was that exciting. I mean, it is exciting, but I didn't know it was
0: that exciting. Well, you know, I get excited easily
1: sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you do. <laughs> oh my
0: goodness. All right. Season two, episode nine.
1: Episode nine. Nine. Can you believe it already? I know, right? That's yeah. what we
0: say every time. Can you believe it already? People are going to get tired of hearing us say that. They're like, yes, yes, we can believe it. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. So today we are going to be talking about the dual E and E&M. Empathy. Empathy.
0: Empathy. Empathy and, in your relationships.
1: Yeah. And getting what you need, whether it's, you know, physical touch, whether it's uh, quality time. I'm kind of speaking towards uh, love languages a little bit. But, you know, empathy kind of is incorporated in that as well.
0: I think part of empathy is making sure that you understand each other.
1: Absolutely.
0: Sympathy is something that we share often. Sympathy is like, OK, something bad happened. I'm sad. You're sad. We're all sad. But empathy is... Is usually when one person is feeling something and the other person isn't feeling that, but they want to understand so that they can be supportive.
1: Absolutely. And
0: that is what we want to talk about today. Because we feel like in our open relationship, we have had, Matt and I have had many instances where we needed to be empathetic towards each other. One Mm -hmm. person is doing something and the other person is like, Oh, I don't know if I like that.
1: Right. I mean, just uh, for an example, like I think we've talked about this before in the podcast, like I don't have a lot of free time between work and other life commitments and stuff like that, whereas Julie has more or had more free time. Um,
0: <laughs> I had it. You and had then it. school
1: happened. And then school <laughs> happened. Uh, you know, she's got a job and, and school and stuff. So she had more free time before school. And so she would date other people. And she's like, I just don't want to be sitting around being lonely when right when you're and it was more
0: it was not so much being lonely as it was like oh i want to do these things i want to go to this place or i want to try this restaurant or i want to go to this festival or event or whatever and then if you had other commitments you know custody commitments or or job commitments or overtime you have you've always got a million things going on it was more like i just would like to have a couple of people in my life that i could do those things with sure and it, it just is like um like friends with benefits kind of thing, Absolutely.
1: Right? So I don't, I mean, I, I'm speaking towards empathy here, but so I didn't, I don't have a ton of free time and I knew that it was important for her to, she likes to go and do things. She likes to go to see exhibits or go to, you know, new restaurants and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm totally down. No
0: it. moss on the stone.
1: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um And I was like, yeah, absolutely go for it. You know, not, you know, have, have a great time. You mm-hmm. know, I, could totally understand where she was coming from,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I understood that, so I was being sympathetic. Right. And
0: well, empathetic. You weren't feeling it, but you understood it. Yeah, exactly. Thank there you, you for correcting. Me. It's all good. Uh, it's it's a hard it's a hard one to learn. Yeah. The so difference between the two is can be can be hard to.
1: It is, and then distinct. we we were going over this before we started the podcast, and and both Julie and I are kind of like, oh, this is going to be
0: difficult. Yeah, because we're going to like be giving you guys examples of when Matt and I struggled. Yeah. And there, are, I mean, I, I know that we probably always present that we're on the same page and that we always feel the same about everything, but there's a lot of behind the scenes conversations that happen back and forth of understanding each other and trying to be on the same page and, and to, you know, compromise Yeah, when things happen. And, so
1: you know, we've, we we kind of get on our soapbox and we talk about you know communication being so important, and it, it truly is. We've we've seen couples that are not on the same page. We've seen couples that are like, "Hey, don't tell my partner that that this happened," or you know, right? Or my partner really doesn't know where I'm at right now. I you know after this is over and done with, and we'll we'll go. I'll go find them. And
0: right, we we get a lot of um, if they knew they would be upset right. conversations, and. That makes Matt and I feel kind of weird, because we're like, if you know that and you know your partner will be upset, then why are you doing this?
1: right. and And the reason we're we're kind of bringing this up, and we've we've spoken to this a little bit before in some other podcasts, but we're hoping that the our you guys are listeners, it can help promote health in your relationship and help you feel stronger and more connected to your partner.
0: right. Like you can understand where they're coming from and why. Mm-hmm. And so you may not be able to fix it. And Matt and I were just talking, uh, we always do a little bit of an outline and kind of talk about the podcast before we record so that we're not like off in left field because we all know that happens. (laughs) Right. Too often. But we were talking about this before and I told him, I said, you know, there are times when I have an issue and I'll tell you, hey, you know, you'll say, I'm trying to understand. Can you help me understand? And I will Mm -hmm. explain myself and I will explain my point of view and I will explain how and why I feel the way I do. and I know you hear me and mm-hmm. I know you're listening and I know you're present with me, but I also know that I'm hitting up against your own personal boundaries and your own personal wants and desires too. Right. And so sometimes it only, it just comes down to compromise.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it does, but being there and listening to your partner and hearing them and it's two different things. Listening and right. hearing are two completely different totally things because things. I can, Julie can sit there and talk to me and I can be like, uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's when I know he's scrolling Reddit. (laughs) Oh, Matt,
1: your face just turned red. (laughs) Uh, Because it does happen.
0: It does happen. It's cute, though, sometimes.
1: Uh, Man, you totally threw me off track what I I was going to say. I did. So. But no, I think it's I mean when you're talking about things that are that are coming up in your relationship or things that have happened whether you're, you know, say you meet another couple and you know you're really into them and your partner is not and you guys have to talk about that. You guys have to put yourself in your partner's shoes and kind of understand where they're coming from.
0: Yeah, and this can be I mean this this is the kind of relationship health that it is definitely present and needs to be present in E&M mm-hmm. relationships, but this is also true of any primary relationship and any or any even a friendship. Yeah,
1: exactly that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. This kind of transcends um, outside of your even your primary relationship into other relationships that you have. Mm-hmm. And it can help strengthen those as well.
0: Yes, exactly. And so I think the examples we're going to use today when we talk about this is going to be, there will be more E&M related. Mm-hmm. But just bear in mind that these are definitely lessons that even at work. Yeah. I, was, I mean, totally at work because sometimes your work family, you're as close to as your real family. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, I know for me, I spend more time at work than I don't.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Get to get along with all those guys so well. Oh yeah. You never fight or argue.
1: Never. <laughs> uh, we never argue. We never do. Oh, God. Yeah. We, we just all hold hands when we walk in. Right? When we walk kumbaya. Out. Yeah. It's
0: all kumbaya. <laughs> so I want to start off by saying, okay, I want to start off by saying, in E&M, this happens to, this has happened to Matt and I, and I have seen this happen to so many couples all the time. It's something to always be mindful of. New relationships are exciting. They are. Oh my gosh. That euphoria. It
1: if it's not it doesn't matter if it's a couple or if it's a single person no. or whatever. I mean, it just I it's mean like, it's like
0: Oh my God, somebody is into me. Mm-hmm. They are into me. Yeah. And it's like you feel Wanted and desired, beautiful, handsome, smart, funny,
1: sexy, and just like the,
0: all the good things, right? Brrr. Yeah, I wish I could do that. Yeah, I can't do it. it. Sounds like I'm just rolling my r's in Spanish when I do it. Um <laughs> It does. Remember when you're Spanish, you just be like, "Roll your r's." Brrr. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Does or it? A cat purring. Hmm. It's not sexy. Uh, anyway, and we're
1: not doing cosplay. No. Or f- was it? Is it furry? That
0: the, like the furry play?
1: Is it the furry play where they oh, dress sure.
0: up? Yeah, I think it's cosplay. I think. I Is don't know. Is it furry play? I'm not wearing cat ears for you. I'm sorry. You wore bunny ears. I wore bunny ears, but that was a Playboy bunny. Yeah. Totally different thing. Yeah. That's not a real bunny. <laughs> not to yuck anyone's yum out there. If you like to wear cat ears, you wear those cat ears proud. Or
1: if you like to be a furry.
0: I'm always curious about those, the butt plugs that have the tail. You know, like the like the the, the fluffy tail. Like the like the Do raccoon. Want... No. No, I wouldn't mind one that changed colors, like the LED ones. I probably wear that.
1: A tail that changes colors?
0: No, no, no. It's just a butt plug, and the end of it changes colors <laughs> I know, it's like I rainbow. Was just you oh my god, god. <laughs> Matthew, you're something sometimes. <sighs> that was funny. It was funny. Yeah, I
1: was thinking that you wanted a furry tail that changed colors. You know, do you remember the old things that you used to get as a kid and they were uh, fiber optic and they had a light in the bottom of them and they looked like a big furry tail? like they. Were...
0: Oh, what were those things called? They were like white, but they changed colors. The
1: ends of them changed
0: yeah, the colors. Yeah, I don't remember what those were That's, what, I was, that's, what, that's I what you're thinking of? That's
1: what I had envisioned in my mind. No. Yeah.
0: You're going to attach that to a butt plug, huh?
1: Yeah. I'm just not sure where you're supposed to put uh, the battery. Right? <laughs> I'm going to tell you where you can put that battery. <laughs> hmm. Uh Oh, we went way off topic there.
0: Right? This is why we do outlines. I know. Anyway. Okay. So, yes, new relationships are very exciting and fresh and make us feel all the good things. Mm -hmm. However, when we're caught up in that constant texting, oh, my goodness, this person's so amazing. I just got five naughty pictures. My mind is, like, full of this new person. Our primary partners are over here feeling like second fiddle. Right. And that is a feeling I've had before hmm It's a feeling that I know other people, friends of mine in the lifestyle have had before with their partners. And so that's definitely a time when you want to be empathetic. When your yeah. partner comes to you and says, I feel like you're ignoring me or I'm upset because you've been texting this other person nonstop for like the last week. Right. And where's our time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if
1: if you if you and your partner, you know, you guys usually cuddle before you go to sleep, or if you you know have talk about your day before you go to sleep, and then you know now your partner's constantly texting.
0: Mm, I used so I was in a relationship one time with someone who literally would, and he was okay, he's kind of a bigger guy with long arms, right? And so he would hold me and cuddle me in bed. And I put my head on his chest and we would cuddle together and he would have his phone in his hands behind my, like behind me, right? Like his arms around me texting because he couldn't stop. He was so wrapped up in lifestyle communication and play and excitement that he couldn't put his phone down for one-on-one cuddles. It was crazy. It happened all the time. used to make me so angry. And so upset because I'm like, okay, I get it. You have somebody new that you're talking to. Yay. So do I. You know, like I have other new people I'm talking to as well. However, this is our time. Right. I need you to be present.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So I think that's an important thing. It to is understand important. understand that. It, it is empathy. important
1: to know your partner and know when when it's appropriate and when it's not appropriate. And yes. that's being empathetic, being able to put your desires and wants aside for
0: A few minutes, you know. yeah, Yeah, for
1: a few minutes for them.
0: So we want to talk about a few things, ways to ask your partner when they're upset that's not going to make them defensive. Because when someone's upset and they come to you and they're like, you can tell they're upset. Like if I'm upset, Matt knows it. He's like, okay, Julie, what's going on? Yeah. yeah, like It's instant, right? Well,
1: and, and I think the way that you just said that is also it can put someone on defensive.
0: Right. And I know like, that's what you're thinking, but that's never what you say. You don't say what's going on.
1: You know, if I see her and I, I, we can tell when each other's having a bad day or something's sure. going on, yeah. even by the tone of our voice.
0: Mm-hmm. Like if Matt calls me after work and I answer the phone and I say, hey, baby. And he's like, hey. I'm like, okay, something's up. What's going on, baby? What's Yeah. Up? You know, yeah. do you have a bad day? Something happened at work? Mm-hmm. Tell me. Tell me. So,
1: yeah. And I I think that's the thing is like, if you automatically, if I know Julie's having a bad day and I, I see her and, you know, she's just kind of like, and not real happy or her usually bubbly self, (laughs) um, you know, I think the first thing is like, Hey, can you tell me what's going on? I that you're a little off. Right. And that doesn't put her in a defensive thing.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: if you go, hey, what's wrong?
0: Why are you always upset? Yeah. Why are you always sad? You know, like, why are you, I could, I could say to Matt, why are you always frustrated when you get off work? Yeah. Right? Like, and that would be defensive. Mm-hmm. Instead, I can say, hey, I think you might be upset. Can you tell me why you're upset?
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the thing is, like, you have to kind of put your yourself in your partner's shoes to get them to not put them on the defensive because right. that's going to basically trigger a conversation that's going to be like, well, what do you mean? You know, I had a bad day, but why are you asking me?
0: Or it may lead to them saying, well, it's the same as it always is. Yeah. That same person at work or that same situation, It, you know, it's still upsetting me. Mm-hmm. But even if they fall to that defensive line, you can say – Oh, man, that sucks. I really hate that you have to work with that person. Or I really hate that that person is in your life and making you feel that way.
1: Yeah. Or it must be really difficult to have to deal with that.
0: Right. Exactly. So I think that what you just said, it must be really difficult. That is a great way to say, I get what you're going through and I feel bad for it. I know I can't fix it, but at least I understand it. Mm -hmm. And hey, you have the space to be upset. Yeah. Yeah. And you have the space to let that out with me and we can talk about it.
1: And I think that's important too, is just giving your partner that space to be able to communicate to you how things are are transpiring in their life. Right. Because you you know, I, I don't work with Julie. I don't know what goes on when she's at work and she doesn't work with me. Right. So I mean unless your your partner works with you <laughs> then Which is rare. It is I
0: mean, rare. It has we know a few people like that, but it's rare. But so you can apply this exact same logic. When you have relationship issues inside the lifestyle, Mm -hmm. right? You may have an ongoing situation that crops up that is upsetting to one partner. There's not really a fix or a solution for it, not an immediate one that doesn't require one partner to give up boundaries that they're not willing to give up. Mm -hmm. And yet you still can be empathetic to each other and understand what's going on.
1: Right, exactly.
0: So this is definitely something that Matt and I have come up with before. There are definitely things that he's been on one page and I've been on another. And I'm like, well, I don't really like it. And he's like, well, I understand that, you know, but this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And so then we have to find a way to meet in the middle. I have to compromise. He has to compromise. Oftentimes there's a lot of security that comes with that. Like there's a lot of things that we do together that make us feel more secure, so, that help with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think one of the examples that we talked about before we before we got on the podcast was uh, when our relationship was rather new. I started, I met a, another lady, and I as, as I mentioned, I don't have a lot of free time, mm-hmm. and so I went out with her. We had a pretty good date, and we had made plans for the following week, which... At the time, I was so excited and I didn't realize that, you know, it was going to upset Julie because I was taking time away from, from our relationship because we were kind of growing and things Right. Were, we were
0: still pretty new. We'd only been... We hadn't even been together a year.
1: Yeah. And... Our
0: relationship was still pretty new. Yeah.
1: And so Julie felt like I was sort of replacing her using some of the quality time that her and I should have been sharing mm-hmm. and putting it putting that energy into dating this other woman.
0: Right. Like I didn't feel jealous of the fact that you had an amazing date. I was excited for you in that because I know that connection is so important and so sometimes so hard to come by. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited that you met someone who was so different than me. She Mm -hmm. was artistic and I'm not. She was more musical than me and I'm not. And so I was like, oh, this is really good because some of the outlets that I don't I'm not as interested in as, as Matt is, mm-hmm. you know, he can, he has someone who he can kind of connect with in that way. But what really was hard for me was originally he was like, well, I'll probably only see this person once or twice a month. And then in like a three week period, you had, you know, almost seen her three times. Right. And so I was like, well, wait a minute, we we barely have enough time during the week to, you know, sometimes it's a struggle for us to fit in dinner together. Right. <laughs> so, and it was hard for me to say to him, I'm upset with you for doing this because part of me wants him to be happy
1: mm-hmm. and
0: wants him to want to be with me. So I have to tell myself, well, you know, Matt will make, thing, he will make time in his life for the things that he wants. And so if he wants to be with me, he will make time for that. Mm-hmm. But then that has to butt up against the expectations and needs that I have of a relationship. And I'm like, well, this is what I need. Yeah. And I need to see you more often.
1: Right. So, I mean, I was kind of caught up in the moment and I was kind of like, oh, this is somebody new and they're fun and sexy. And, you and she know, was beautiful. And we, you know, we connected on, you know, like Julie was saying on, you know, like the artistic side of things and like just different music topics and things of that nature. So I was really excited about it and it just kind of started like, Oh, you, you want to go out again? Yeah, sure, you know, and she and it was kinda of like, Oh, well, let's go out next week. And I really didn't take the time to stop and see it from Julie's point of view. And when she came to me and we started talking about it, I felt defensive automatically. Right. It's just kind of like, what do you mean? What do you mean you're upset that I'm going out again? Right. It wasn't until she conveyed the her feelings to me that I was able to stop and kind of look through, you know, her point of view and understand why she was upset. And then I was able to recognize like, hey, I originally said this and now it had changed without me talking to, to her. Mm -hmm. So I had to be empathetic on my own words (laughs) because Uh I upset her. And I didn't really take the time because, again, it was new. It was exciting. It was something that was different.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that this happens often in in swinging relationships or E&M relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, this wasn't even a swinging situation. This was an E&M situation. This was an open dating situation.
1: Yeah. So this is, I mean, that's an example for us of like, you know, and we really had to talk about it. And oh, yeah. Once I understood and once she explained it to me, I could certainly see why she was feeling the way she was feeling.
0: But I want to interject and say... That was multiple conversations.
1: Yeah, it wasn't wasn't
0: just one. And it was like Matt just instantly had this, you know, Epiphany, and he understood everything, and it was great. Right. It it took a couple conversations.
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't something that happened overnight. It wasn't ha- something that happened like within a week. We right. we had multiple conversations about it. it and then it just like over the course of time, I did more and more and more. I mean, originally, I was very defensive, and I was kind of like, "Well, what do you mean? Why are you upset?" But it also is in the way that it is presented, mm-hmm. and you really have to think about that too when your partner, you or your partner come to say, hey, this is bothering me. You know, if you automatically get on the defensive and what do you mean it's bothering you? We've talked about this and this is what you said. And I'm like, well, hey.
0: So both sides have to be empathetic there. Yes. Because I think I did come basically at you and say, I'm upset about this. yeah, And I don't like it. And this is why I don't like it. I was yeah. pretty firm in my approach. And I wasn't really taking the opportunity to be empathetic to you and understand holy cow this is a new thing this person's so into me she's amazing i want to get to know her mm-hmm. you know and that's all we, that's what this lifestyle is about right. right and so i wasn't at all taking that into consideration i was only really thinking about i'm upset because i'm losing time with matt right and so i could have been more empathetic as well
1: yeah and i think it's you know in hindsight this has been quite a while ago that this happened. But you know, in hindsight, I think it's helped us it learn has. to communicate even more and mm-hmm. be more understanding of of each other's point of view. point of view. Yeah.
0: yeah, point of view. So I think when your partner comes to you and they're upset, here's a couple of great questions to ask. I'm going to give a couple of examples because Mm -hmm. when someone comes to you and they, you clearly they're upset. They're in tears. They're, you can tell by their body language that they're not happy. You can say, I understand you're upset. Can you tell me more about why you're upset? I want to, I want to know what's going on in your head.
1: I think the important thing too, if I can interject for a second, is not using the words that start with a W, why, what, how, or that's not a W, but you know, it has a W in it. It does. <laughs> but I think I understand that you're upset, so you're being empathetic with them. And can you tell me more of what's what those feelings that you're feeling?
0: Right. But don't start your – starting your sentence with a W, and I'm pretty sure that every counselor and therapist out there in the world will tell you, when you start your sentence with, why are you upset? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? The W words are defensive words. Yes. And they can lead you to be – They can lead someone that you're projecting them at to be like, I'm just trying to tell you that I'm upset. And then you're making them feel like they're guilty for coming to you, Mm -hmm. which you don't want that. No. You want your partner to come to you every time they're upset because good communication is the backbone of a healthy relationship.
1: Yeah. You want to be, you want to provide a safe space for your partner to know that they're going to be heard and understood and accepted. Now you, you may not agree. You may not. Fully understand, mm-hmm. but that's where sitting down and so this moves to the next thing is is listening. Yes. and we talked we touched on this a little bit is like listening and hearing your partner, like trying to put yourself in their shoes when they're telling you what's bothering them. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, this is bothering me because, right? You know, you said you weren't going to do this, or we talked about this and we, we
0: agreed we're not going to do this. Yeah, yeah. There's so many things like we've run into couples that were had a had a boundary. In place that they talked about. And then, you know, they get to a party and one couple immediately breaches that boundary.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what that would feel like.
0: Right. And so then they're like, you you said we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a tit for tat thing. We've seen that happen where, yeah, well, one person broke the boundary. So I guess we're just doing this and I'll go out and break the boundary too. Yeah. And that's retaliation, yeah, which is not, that's not healthy. Like, Hey,
1: you know, if we've seen examples too, where it, in the same entrance instance, like, well, you know, there was like, well, we don't kiss and, you know, lo and behold here,
0: here's somebody's trying to kiss somebody. So yeah, yeah it just really listening is important. And I think when you listen and when you hear, when you acknowledge. So the difference between listening and hearing. Listening is here, you know, okay, the words are coming in, right? But hearing is understanding, right? Correct. Like I'm comprehending what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And so that right there, the hearing is what shows your partner that you're in tune with them and you're interested in what they have to say. Yes. That's important because being fully present is important when your partner that is, is. That is huge. Yeah. As
1: being not like, oh my, I'm I'm getting text messages or the game's on,
0: right? Or, Geez, you know, I
1: I really wanted to catch this show,
0: right? Or and, the new girl is texting me or the new guy is texting me, yeah. And she's sent like five thousand text messages while we're sitting here for this twenty minutes. And, yeah, and not yeah.
1: to mention that she sent some really naughty photos earlier. I, I just
0: want to go look at them. Yeah, yeah. So that is one thing. Matt and I may not always have a quick easy fix when we, when there's a problem, when he comes to me with something or I come to him with something, we may not have an immediate answer, but we always listen and hear each other. Mm-hmm. I never ha- have ever felt like Matt doesn't hear me when I talk to him. He may not know how to immediately approach it, but I know that he's listening and I know that he's hearing me and I know that he's thinking about it. And yeah. that is important. You, it's, one it's, conversation might not fix something.
1: No, and you may have 20 conversations before right. it starts to sink in and starts to get you know, oh okay, I'm starting to understand now
0: exactly. but
1: having patience and being empath- you know being empathetic with your partner and giving them that time and space to explain things and giving them the, the opportunity to to talk.
0: yeah and so that leads into something that I really love. I love this line and this is something I've used to map before. So this is more from the side of somebody who has an issue who's trying to approach their partner mm-hmm. when you say this when you do this, I feel this yes and it's a great way to really drive home to your partner why you're upset mm-hmm. if you're trying if you're struggling to articulate what's going on I've used this with Matt before when you spend time with this new person, I feel like our relationship, is lacking because I don't get to see you and I haven't seen you for three or four days. Right. That would be the example that I used before.
1: Yeah. You or, know? I mean, if if you and I are on a date and then like, you know, we're at dinner or whatever and this, not that this happens, I'm <laughs> just trying to use it as an okay. example, you get, 15 texts and then, you know, throughout dinner you're texting, you know.
0: Constantly on my phone.
1: Constantly on your phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, be like, hey, um, I thought we were supposed to be on a date.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I often, when Matt and I are together, I often put my phone on silent. Mm -hmm. My phone is probably on silent more than it's actually on ring. Because when I'm with someone and I'm not at work and I'm not, scheduled to do anything or somebody needs to get a hold of me for some reason it's not that i don't check my phone i'll i'll occasionally throughout the evening check my phone but i don't want the distraction of it going off constantly
1: yeah i know so, I don't check my phone that yeah much, so. i
0: just put it on silent and you know anyone who knows me knows that i will get back with them i don't not return messages but if it's not and you know an immediate thing that's like a crisis then yeah i'm probably not going to respond right away because i'm trying to be present i'm trying to be to show this person or to show matt or whoever i'm with that i'm engaged in what they have to say and and spending time with them
1: yeah and my phone vice versa my phone's always on silent i just don't like to be bothered
0: yeah but you know when it buzzes
1: no no i everything's turned off really the only thing that's it's it's uh the ringer's on but i you know i very rarely get whoever
0: gets phone calls
1: uh, yeah, exactly.
0: Except telemarketing. I mean, that's all I get. Well, uh, I mean, actually, it's dumb,
1: but yeah. M- yeah, I, I don't hear telemarketing calls anymore. It, it actually kicks them out. It doesn't <sighs> ring for telemarketing calls anymore. This
0: guy and his phone, I'm telling you. It's, you know, I'm going to get you a beeper.
1: No. <laughs> do you make those anymore? I think they do. Really?
0: I think they do. I'm I'm just saying. I'm I, Maybe, I don't know. Maybe not. I'll look it up. Google knows.
1: Google probably does know. <laughs> so this leads us into... Another example, okay, sometimes that you can really respond badly.
0: Oh, 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 oh. So
1: this goes back to making your partner defensive for being yes. like h- how they're feeling. You know, if they're upset or they've had a bad day and it's just like you like come in and be like, hey, oh, you seem angry. So by saying it that way, oh, you seem angry. That's not really acknowledging how they're feeling.
0: Mm-mm.
1: But if if I were to come in and be like, wow, Julie, you, you really seem angry can you tell me what's going on that's a whole different approach
0: right or, or often you didn't even do that often you'll appro- you'll come up to me and you'll be like can i give you a hug yeah and then you'll be like what's up what's going on you seem you seem a little upset
1: or i would just probably say you seem i wouldn't use the w words
0: that's true you don't use w words i do i forget and i do all the time it's yeah. really hard it's actually really difficult to remember not to use w words.
1: It took me a while. So a former counselor of mine actually told me about this, and it really makes a world of difference. I used a w word, but it... ah, <laughs> there
0: you go. So, and but yeah. you are better about it, especially when someone's upset. You are better than I am about remembering w words for people on the defense. I think
1: it's just something that I keep in the back of my mind because it.
0: You do you you do say sometimes to me, "Do you need to talk?" Yeah. Or do you want to talk about it? Yeah. And, and that's a great
1: bad. example as well. Is like, so. hey, do you do you want to talk about what's going on? Or right. do you want to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. how Which things... is
0: great because sometimes I'm like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm still not in a good place with it or I'm still upset or the day has been too long and I'm not really in the space or whatever. Yeah. But it lets me know that if I wanted to, you would listen.
1: Yeah. Or if you or even if your partner comes to you and says, hey, we need to talk about something and be like, you know, great. What did I do now? And that's just automatically puts your like, well, why did I even want to come and talk to you? You already think you did something wrong.
0: Exactly. Exactly. We've definitely seen that in the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. We've definitely seen people be like. I need to talk to you right now. Mm-hmm. And the other person has the deer in the headlight. What did I just, did I do something wrong? What I, Yeah, know. it's in your approach and trying and to understand.
1: It is in your approach. And, and again, it's how you pose the question and your tone of your voice. And you can say the same exact thing in a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be perceived in a thousand different ways.
0: True, so true. So what happens when you respond badly? Cuz I have responded badly to you before.
1: It automatically puts someone on the defensive.
0: It does, and it did with you. Like there yeah. have been times where where you were like, "Hey, I might have this opportunity." And I'm like, with a random stranger, what are you just now, stud for hire? I was kind of like, "What the hell?" Yeah. And so, yeah, I responded badly. And if I could go back in time, I probably would respond differently. Mm-hmm. But it was a knee jerk reaction.
1: Well, and I think I see we're we're all human, so you have right? to give yourself some grace, and you have to give yourself some understanding as well. Like, and and this is a great way: ask to start over. Yes. You know, ask for a moment. To, I say, "Hey, I really need to collect my thoughts on this, and I and think." about how you feel and I had a knee-jerk reaction and uh, can we start over
0: yes I think when you say that to your partner and you say can we just start this over they know that you're struggling then Mm -hmm. right and so I would say that if I said that to you or if you said it to me you'd be like okay all right let's slow this down
1: I think it's important too to admit to your partner like listen, I'm I'm really struggling with this. I'm really trying to wrap my head around it. I'm having a hard time understanding it. Is it okay if I ask some more questions?
0: Absolutely. Then that those see those kinds of things are going to let your partner know that you're struggling. And that's their opportunity to be empathetic with you and be but, and, and try to put themselves in your shoes. Well, and it's
1: also it's also you being empathetic to your partner. It's like, I really want to understand this and I mm-hmm. really want to help and be there and be a present, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm really struggling with things. Can we shelf this? Can we, can we talk about this tomorrow? You the know.
0: shelf is a great place as long as you don't leave things there forever.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a great example.
0: Haha, That's why things have a shelf life. That just hit me. <laughs>
1: Wait, hold on. Okay.
0: Hi. Ah, ha So <laughs> funny. <Da-da-da>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so <laughs> she's so full. Uh, One this, liners folks. what? You're full of one-liners.
0: some days. Someday. some days. So that leads into sometimes our when our knee-jerk reaction is bad, mm-hmm. it can be you saying to your partner, i I really didn't mean to hurt your feelings, and I'm sorry. And I want to make sure I don't do that again in the future. So I need to talk this through more with you if you're ready to talk about it. But I understand if, I, if I've if i hurt you and you need time, we can put this on the shelf and we can come back to it. I didn't mean to be aggressive. I didn't mean to be defensive.
1: And, and I think that sometimes that in certain instances, you can be aggressive with your conversations. For sure. And it's not that we go into this wanting to be aggressive, you know, hurt your partner's feelings, but sometimes you just can't help it. We're human. And right and it's just it's... and
0: sometimes you really come up against the the dividing line of your partner your partner's needs mm-hmm. and your personal boundaries yeah or your personal desires and wants
1: yeah exactly
0: those are, sometimes are they're like a Venn diagram <laughs> If anybody knows what a Venn diagram, everyone knows what a Venn diagram is, right? The two yes. bubbles connecting. So yeah, I love those things. I write a lot. And so it um it, it, sometimes I feel like that's happening and that overgap there in the middle is that ground that you're stuck in. Yeah. And that's where you have to find the compromise in that overlap. Mm-hmm. So no one is going to get everything that they want right. in a situation like that. But two people who love each other and respect each other should be able to come together and say, okay. Let's work this through.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, and then one final one that I think is important is just saying, I'm sorry for how I reacted.
1: Yeah. I mean, admitting you're you're like, Hey, I I really didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't mean to upset you.
0: But let's work this through together. Yeah. I think extending that olive branch and extending that helping hand to your partner and letting them know that even though. They may have initially not reacted the way they wanted to, but they would like to fix it or they would like to understand it or they would like to be on the same page together with you. Mm -hmm. I think that is that goes a long, long way. I know it does for Matt and I when we're not on the same page about something and he says, you know, I just I want to work on this. Let's how can we work on this? And that might take like six months and 50 conversations but it's a constant work in progress. And
1: or, or it could take a week and two conversations. On it on it, de- it depends on what it is. It
0: really could. It, it totally and could.
1: that's where knowing your partner and I think E&M, Open Relationship Swinging, it allows you an opportunity to have conversations with your partner to open doors that normally wouldn't be open. So true. You, you, you're able to really break down some of the barriers that you may not normally have a conversation with about your partner, w- or not about, but w- well, I guess it would be about your partner, or
0: sometimes it's just about life. I mean, we have we talk so in depthly all the time, especially about...
1: when we take a road trip,
0: right? Yeah. And we always have playlists. We have like a playlist, we're going to make our playlist, or so we have like a book we're going to listen to. Matt will be like, I have this amazing book I want to listen to in the car on the way to the up and instead we had 12 hours of conversation right cuz that's who we are
1: yeah that's who we are it's all good
0: yeah and i love you for it so oh. <laughs> well i hope that this talk about empathy helps any of you with your relationships and your partners and And, you know, the same, this goes for your secondary, your primary, poly, everything. This is just. Everyday life. Everyday life. Work, friends, family. Oh, family. There's one. Yeah. We could have a whole podcast about that.
1: No, I don't want to. (laughs) I know,
0: right? (laughs) Families are rough on some days.
1: (laughs) Um, I just wanted to clarify that Julie and I are not licensed professionals, and this is just our opinions.
0: Yes, it is. I know we already said that in the beginning, but please do remember that even though we – now, that being said – we both have been through counseling in our lives. We've both been for personal, for marriage, when we were married. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have been around the block with counselors and therapists. And,
1: and other ways, too. And, uh, and, and other. <laughs> we've been around that
0: block, too. Not with our therapists. No. No. Not with our. Okay, let me right. clarify that real quick. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, clarification. I do feel like at least we, we also, too, read a lot of insight on a lot of articles and books and things like that about relationships and being open and being good communicators in our relationships. Mm -hmm. We try.
1: We try. We try. And And that's all we're trying to get to convey to you, to our listeners that, hey, just try.
0: Just try. That gets you a long way. And we've seen so many people in the time that we've done this where we wish that they would have tried. Yeah. Or they would have known or they would have you know, tried to work it through because it seems like one person is on one side of the fence and the other person's on the other side and neither person is willing to meet in the middle or to even talk about it.
1: Yeah. They don't, they won't even go up to the little knot hole in the fence and even, you know. Nope. Nope.
0: They're just so set on their opinion being the only one Mm -hmm. that they can't see each other. They can't have that empathy. Yeah. And so we just hope that this conversation will help any of you out there at some point because I feel like at every... At some stage in the lifestyle, if you're an ENM, at some stage, you are going to have to be empathetic about something because yes. there's too many emotions in this lifestyle not there, to be.
1: Uh, there are way more emotions than I ever – Considered that right. there would be.
0: There's a rainbow.
1: Yeah. When I first, when we first started talking about this, I thought it was just sex and just like a lot of, ooh, yes. Mm, okay. Well, there
0: is a lot of that. There is
1: a lot of that, but there's that also a lot of sense. emotions. There's a lot of feelings involved as well.
0: Absolutely. We have an exciting thing coming up. I'm going to switch topics for one second because we're kind of wrapping up the the empathy. Did you have anything else you want to add? Mm,
1: there, you good? I guess not anymore because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious about what's this exciting thing.
0: Exciting thing is next month. We have a fabulously wonderful two-day takeover party to go to Woo-hoo! i know right lots of fun themes and lots of risqué exciting things that are going to be happening so we will be recording from the event we are we are now we're not recording we're not going to have like we're not out like a big atrium or something where people are going to be walking by or anything they don't have they don't have that kind of setup but we are going to record segments as we have things happen It's going to be a different way for us. So, like, we do some kind of crazy fun thing, and then we're going to go record for a little bit. And then we're going to do some crazy fun thing, and then we're going to record. So it's going to be short windows all put together in one segment. It's a little different. We haven't done one this way. Hopefully it won't be too choppy for you guys. Yeah. But I think that we want to try to grasp the excitement and fun and just sheer craziness of a hotel takeover party and bring it to our listeners if you've never been to one
1: that sounds like an amazing time
0: i know right yeah. so hopefully this works and <laughs> we still have about a month and a half to get a little over a month before this party happens so we have some time to put together our ideas and stuff but we hope that you guys will enjoy it and i i hope that it gives you uh, a little better taste of what a takeover is like. So yeah. this will be little ten minute windows of.
1: Well, maybe they're longer than ten. And
0: they might be. I mean, they might be longer than ten minutes. But I mean, we're going to you know, be there
1: for two days.
0: Well, no, no. I was thinking like little ten to fifteen minute segments. Oh, then, over. You know, so the whole thing will probably be like over an hour. But you know, yeah. okay, we're getting real technical here. But <laughs> just saying that, I so want to bring that experience to newbies or people who've been in the lifestyle a long time but just never gone to one yeah and it's so fun it's so amazing the energy is fabulous and i want to kind of
1: it is a super sexy like right just wow i I... just
0: want to grab all that up and just like shower everyone with it
1: that would be interesting right yeah
0: yeah yeah it's like it's like rainbows so anyway, yes, that's going to be coming up. But now we have other podcasts between now and then. Of course, we try to get you guys one every couple of weeks. But just be...
1: Now, the summertime has been kind of crazy. It has been we...
0: crazy. I apologize. It's I have a lot of classes.
1: Well, and we've got things going on. And yeah, vacations. And scheduled. Or, it's yeah. been a mess. So it's I apologize
0: mess. that we've been a little lax. We're not yeah. normally. But okay, we're going to wrap this up. Thank okay. you for listening. We appreciate all of you.
1: Until next time. I'm Julie. And I'm Matt. Thanks for listening to American Polly.